Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. Okay, this week we are talking about connection because connection is another one of those topics that often comes up in any one-on-one conversation I have, but particularly with clients in coaching sessions um, in the membership, comes up all the time because everybody says they want their dogs to be connected. And quite frankly, I've used connected that word as a process goal, right? And a process goal example for a lot of um, times when I teach the difference between process goals and outcome goals and being focused on process goals. And, you know, connection is something that everybody wants with their dogs, right? Some way or another. Emphasis on the some way or another, okay? Because this conversation is a lot about defining what connection is for you. And so now when any one of my clients or anyone just even at a trial says, like, I just want to be more connected immediately. And if you do this, I'm going to follow this up with this question. Immediately I ask, what does that mean to you? And I am not trying to be a smart ass. I can be a smart ass. I think I'm a smart ass a lot of times, Um, but I'm not being a smart ass. I really need to ask you that follow-up question is like, what does that mean to you? What does connection mean to you? Um, Because let me tell you, here's some of the answers that I've gotten, right? I've had eye eye contact is connection. I've had um, like attention, like in obedience, I want them to look at me. Um, Connection, uh, I've also got like, well, I just want them with like next to me, like with me. Um, And so even in those like three easy examples, Connection is very different and almost very personal to the team, to the handling team, right? You and your dog. And so I first want you to really think really hard about what you mean by connection because everybody has it and and everyone has had an instructor that has told them they need to be more connected with their dogs. And, you know, for a lot of us, like I just had someone say to me like, oh, your dogs are so bonded to you. And I agree, they are great, but does that mean connection? Because someone else might answer that question of like, oh, I just want my dogs to really be bonded to me. I want them to really, I want to be really connected to them, you know? And I would say at home, a lot of us are really connected to our dogs. If we think about how we live with them and and how we interact with them and how they're constantly reading us, right? It is in their best interest as a pack animal to be constantly evaluating the mood, you know, the movements of the pack, right? And especially the leader of said pack. So they're they're plugged in to us, but are we plugged into them? And again, maybe that's not what connection means to you, okay? So I am not, I am not going to define for you what connection is, all right? That needs to be your thing. 
Um, but also be open to the fact that you might have a vocabulary shortage, okay? Because, um, you know, maybe your your dogs are really plugged into you, but you don't, when you're in the ring, you're not very connected. Both things could be true, okay? So I'm not trying to like be super vague or, you know, be, you know, super deep or philosophical or any of those things. I'm really just kind of pushing on the button that is you're you have to define what connection looks like to you and you might need to upgrade change edit your vocabulary in terms of what you're describing right because again if you say I want to be more connected I'm going to say what does it mean (laughs) okay um and I've kind of I've, I still do use it a little bit in examples when I'm teaching because I think it's such a popular thing to want. Um, but I've tried to stop using it in my own vocabulary, in my relationships with my dogs, because I don't feel it's very specific. Or if I feel if I tell it to someone like an instructor, that they're going to have their interpretation of what connected is, and I'm going to have my interpretation of connected is, and they may or may not match. Okay. So, when we say that we want to be more connected and once we come up with what does that look like, all right, because like, for instance, going back to some of the example answers I get, if I say I want to be connected to the person who says, great, you want your dog to look at you. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm running agility. I need them paying attention to me, but I need them focused on the obstacles, right? Or I might be doing obedience and I actually do want them to be looking more at me, but because when they're looking more at me, they're in a proper position. I once got a very, uh, um, I'm just going to say oh, eye-opening uh, lesson on this because I walked into the ring um, with Moxie to do some obedience in at a national specialty and the, the, usually when we practice, she's looking right at me. She's like focused on me, eye contact, like not even like she's not looking at my hands. She's looking at my eyes. It's great. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's amazing. And then we walked in the ring and the first thing she did was drop her head and look forward. And I was like, oh no, you know, I just had this big like emotional response to it. And when, when there was a photographer there because it was a national and um, when I got the pictures back, she was in perfect heel position. I mean, like our legs were going forward at the same time. Perfect textbook, gorgeous, right on the seam of my pants. It was like amazing. And I thought, aha, she was connected to you. She was connected. She wasn't staring at you. She was connected. So again, what does connected look like? What is your vocabulary? So I stopped using that because I don't really want her necessarily to be looking, you know, I don't know, right? That's not her thing. She, when she works in draft too, she doesn't look at me. She looks ahead, right? Great. Okay. Adjust. So the other part of this conversation that I want to have is the question around how often we're talking to our dogs. And I know that on a first blush, we're always like constantly, I'm always talking to my dogs. I'm telling them stories like, you know, we're getting rest and rest. uh, dressed in the morning. I'm asking him about what socks I should wear. Like I'm constantly talking to my dogs. Great. What I find though, is that during our time where we're about to walk into the ring or even in the mornings where we're getting ready to go to a trial, that we are not inviting our dogs into our conversation enough. 
And what I mean by that is we're having this giant conversation in our heads all the time, right? We're like, I wonder about this. I wonder about this. I wonder about this. And some of it is planning and some of it is worrying. And, you know, they're reading the energy of all of it. And different people will tell you different things and science will tell you different things because there's more being studied about that connection. (laughs) Um, But um, the point I'm trying to make is I think that we don't let our dogs in on our plans enough, right? I find, for instance, when I tell my dogs, hey, I actually really am going to need you to stay at the start line today. It's actually really important that they do it. Yet when I just ask them to stay and I leave, eh, there might be some scooting involved, right? And so it's an easy example, but I think that we are not having conversations, having the right conversations with our dogs enough, especially in those last moments before we walk into the ring. And again, I don't care what ring it is. You go, you're going into the rally ring and you are, you know, three, four dogs out. Like, are you just mindlessly, you know, asking them to do some attention behaviors and operating as a Pez dispenser? Or are you like, okay, we're going to go in, we're going to start with the sit like we like, and then it goes straight into a change of pace. We're going to do a fast, which you love doing, or it's, it's sit and then we go and we take a jump. So we're going to get, we're going to get going, have some fun, keep you, you know try to check in with me a lot because it makes me nervous when you don't look at me, (laughs) right? Or whatever that is, okay? So um, I think that I have found, my personal experience is that when I let them in on it and am more clear about what it is that I want, several things happen. The first is our dogs actually get it, okay? Maybe because they understand the vocabulary, but probably more because they understand the intention, okay? And they understand what we're saying. The second thing that I think is more powerful even is we are really kind of like making eye contact with our dogs and suddenly having a meaningful, I'm going to say connected conversation with our dogs that is clear, and it isn't this swirl of thoughts that in is our, that's in our heads so often. It is this very clear and defined, uh, simple, I'm going to say simplistic because we've distilled it down to the thing that we need them to do, right? I need you to look at me or I need you to check in with me or I need you to, you know, stay at the start line or I need you to really, you know, pay attention to me in the corners of the ring or whatever, right? When we do that, we get clear with them, but in ourselves, we are having those clarifying thoughts and we just got more clear in our mindset about what it is that we really need to be focused on, okay? In my career, I have been a marketer for a very long time and uh, decades. And uh, I would always say that really good communication is not that you tell the person and they understand, but that they could turn around and tell somebody else, right? That's success that you told, you got them to understand it so well that they could go and tell somebody else the same thing, right? Without it getting lost like a bad game of telephone. All right. I think that same clarity is, is what we need when we are communicating to our dogs. And if we can communicate it with that sort of clear, simplistic, distilled, as few words as possible thing, not only are we bringing them into that conversation, but we ourselves are getting really clear on what it is that we need to execute. 
And to me, that is like the perfect process goal then, right? Now you've almost like identified, like by the fact that you're asking your dog to do something, you're also committing to supporting them when they do that. So if I really needed my dog to stay on the start line, am I going to be as casual as I sometimes can be? Or if I really want to nail the figure eight in the obedience, am I going to be paying more attention maybe to my footwork and therefore giving my dog a better, better cues throughout that exercise, right? So it all has this really interesting trickle down or trickle through or up down center, whatever effect when we clarify our communication and clarifying our communication is also clarifying our own process goals, which in turn is helping us execute, which in turn is making us clearer about the cues that we give our dogs, which in turn is giving us better results. And we end up running more. We, We will say at the end of it, God, I felt really connected. Yeah, no kidding. Because your communication was amazing. Is that making sense? It's kind of wild. All right, hang on a sec. Thanks for taking this brief break with me. I wanted to make you aware of the show notes. If you're listening via your Apple podcast app, you should be able to scroll up so that you can see the information below the play button. You might also find them from hitting more if you're on the main podcast page. In Spotify, you're looking for the see more text. The show notes contain the overview of the episode, as well as links to the Dogged Planner, my monthly membership, that Summit joint product I love so much, and the ability to support this podcast through a great invention called Buy Me a Coffee. Basically, check out the show notes to learn more and support the show. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. Alrighty, so if we want connection, right, which is what everybody will say that they want, is that true now? Like for me, I probably want really clear communication. And I know that if I'm running in a connected fashion, that to me, that means I'm paying attention to my dog in terms of what feedback they're giving me, and they're paying attention to me in terms of the cues I'm giving them. Because we know that most well, most animals, but the dogs for sure are reading our our body cues over our voice, for instance, right? We know that, you know, the ways that our toes are pointing matters in agility and obedience and rally, for instance, right? Like, because it's telling them directionality and that they can pick up on that. We have no idea where our toes were pointing, but they do somehow. Um, I once heard that they um, they process things like like seven times as fast as we do in their environments, which is mind-boggling to me. And I can't quote the source, so I'm you know feel free to refute. Um, but I I think that's amazing about dogs and how much they're taking in in terms of our body language, our energy, and everything. Because again, they're pack animals, and to survive successfully in a pack means picking up on all of those subtleties, right? So we go all the way back to connection and we go all the way back then to the beginning of like, what do we want? What is it we really want when we say that we want to be connected? Um, I know what it feels like, right? To run a connected dog or to feel really connected. It feels like flow. It feels like reading each other's minds, right? It feels like clear communication, 
right? It feels like clear communication because my dogs are tuned into me because I run dogs that live with me. They, um, you know, we go on walks in the morning. We, you know, do life together and I do things with my dogs. And, you know, that adage of that we are constantly training our dogs, right? Even if we're sitting on the couch because we're um, positively, you know, reinforcing some behavior that they're constantly reading us. If we're, you know, I've, I've been, you know, in a situation where like I've dropped something in the kitchen and my dogs have like not even reacted or I've dropped a pillow and my dogs are like, oh shit, she's mad, (laughs) you know? Um, And it's because they're reading more than the action, right? They're reading our energy, yada, yada. Okay, we know. I'm preaching to the choir um, because all of you know this and feel this, but I think that we know it and feel it and take it for granted. And I think that that's where, to me, the clarity of communication, the talking to our dogs in a different, more constructive maybe way, um, you know, before we go in the ring, Um, I've talked about it before on this podcast a lot. Like I say to my dogs before I walk into any ring, I will acknowledge if I'm feeling more nervous or more excited than normal, because I'll just say, I'll just look at them and say to them like, God, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm nervous. I don't know if I'm excited. We haven't done this in a while. I just, I can't wait to do this with you. And the other thing I try to say at the end, or it's like the last thing I say before that I walk in the ring is I try to say, thanks for playing with me. Because I think it is such an important reminder to ourselves that we were the ones who filled out the entries, right? We sent in our money. Um, we entered the trial. It was our big idea to do this. It wasn't necess- They might like it. They might love running and love their job. Um, but they probably weren't like super excited about a green ribbon. And so that always grounds me, again, emotionally makes a connection to me for my dog in terms of gratitude and just I'm like, you know what, whatever happens in there, thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for coming along on this crazy idea that I've had or this desire that I have that you didn't know that I had, but just I appreciate it. And to me, those are meaningful connections, meaningful communication, and actually can help us then execute because we are refocusing our minds. We are getting in the present moment, which is the only place anything can happen. And we are committing to being a better handler because we're narrowing down the stuff that is rattling around in our brains of all the things we need to commit to in the ring, right? Because any ring, any ring that you work on, there's like a thousand things that has to go right. And a lot of them are on autopilot, thank goodness, right? But so often we don't trust our skills and we get worried and we get nervous and blah, 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 blah. And then that that muddies the connection and the communication between us and our dogs. So if you ever had any motivation to improve your mindset, <laughs> right? Um, because so often we do it for the dog. Um, do it for your dog. You know, if you really want to work on your mindset and you really want to, you know, improve that, Think about how much if you could stay in the present moment and you could reduce your ring nerves or you could just get, you know, really confident or, you know, be more resilient. Think about the effect that that would have on your teammate in terms of your ability to be able to perform and get in flow when you want and being able to kind of call up that mindset every time you walk into the ring 
right? And to me, that is what is exciting about mindset, right? There's a lot of people who come to me with symptoms, right, of problems. But the real thing is, and the, the real way we want to run is we do want to run in a connected fashion. That is the goal, but we have to define what connected means. And we have to understand that connection is also clear communication, running in the present and being really clear on what it is that we need to do in order to put ourselves in a position to cue, right? Because remember, we're not fully in charge of that cue. There's a judge in the ring. There's a bunch of other factors. We could do our part and something else could fall apart, right? That we wouldn't get the cue. And it would still be a terrific run. We just would not have a, you know, 75 cent ribbon to show for it, you know, perhaps. Okay. So this is what I want you to noodle on this week, right? What is connection to you? How do you define it? Maybe you have different types of connections and you do need some different vocabulary words. Um, And then how are you involving your dog in the game, right? In the sport. Um, How are you involving them? How are you acknowledging them? You know, maybe you're acknowledging their energy. You know, I said to Moxie this morning on our way out to go have our walk, I was like, I get it. You're excited to go on a walk. We do this every day. Can you not like scream about it, (laughs) right? But I'm acknowledging like, I get it. You're excited. You're happy. This is a good thing, but I hate it, (laughs) you know? And so I think those are the little moments where we can catch ourselves around the house. How are we communicating? And how can we be more constructive in our communication, both in language and in body language when we are at a trial? whether we're just outside the ring getting ready to go or whether we're in the ring, okay? So have a think about that. I know it's kind of deep thoughts for, you know, podcasts, but um, have a think because I I believe that those areas can have so much impact in our success, in our performance, in our relationships with our dogs, and of course, in our mindsets, okay? All right. Whatever you're doing this week with your dogs, I hope you have a great time. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out thecuecoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at thecuecoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.